Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. Did you know that atheists have the highest suicide rate in the world, as well as highest substance abuse? That means they are more likely to kill themselves, as well as do drugs, alcohol, which is why they refer to it as substance abuse. If you would like to learn more, subscribe to my channel and watch my high-definition version of this video. God bless. Let's jump into and say hello to the, the two gentlemen that are joined with us. Um, I, I forgot my paper, GE, where I have my tally marks, but I think you're at 80 right now. You're either, either 80 or 81. So, um, Well, I mean, when you were gone, I had filled in for two shows, so I don't know how that factors in. So it might, oh, you didn't yep, count those. Is, you forgot about those, didn't you? So, yes, yeah, so that means 83. No, I didn't, I didn't count those in. So, um, yeah, 83. Can we get him to 100 before the New Year's? Can we get him to 100? No, probably not. <laughs> all, all you have to do is just log in and, and sit down in the back, you know, just just chill, work on your videos or whatever. But anyway, hello, Thomas yeah. Engineer. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, hi. Yeah, so if anybody in the chat or watching doesn't know me, I'm Godless Engineer. I do a lot of... Uh, you know, either anti-religious or uh, hate comments or flat earth or anti-science, anti-evolution kind of uh, things that are, are the kind of things I do on my channel. Uh, mostly response videos, um, but it, it, for the most part, it's just me responding to people on the Internet. Oh, I, we also do our daily Bible podcast where we're actually reading through. Uh, Casey and I are reading through the Bible. Which is excellent. Uh, you, you have to check it out if, if you haven't already, which I mean, everybody here, everybody here knows who you are and follows you already. <laughs> well, that's pretty, that's pretty much concrete. Um, and, and then we have uh, joining us. I didn't think that two days ago that, that we would be here, honestly, because um, I just happened to stumble across um, Brett's video to Godless Engineer. And I didn't know that you, you were back, Brett. So um, I was like, well, you know, GE comes on all the time. This would be, uh, you know, a really cool talk, I think. So um, we literally yesterday put th put this together, and um, I'm glad it worked out. And uh, welcome back, Brett uh, Brett King. If for those of you who don't know, Brett is um, is well known for being the uh, the. And I'll let you talk a little bit about it, Brett. But he was the first, one of the first atheist YouTubers to actually, you know, have a channel and talk about atheism and go to churches and have conversations with uh with people so brett i'll let you in introduce yourself the the rest of the way and you can kind of touch on that if you'd like and um let everybody know who you are and what you do all right uh hello everyone my name is brett keen i'm happy to be here with godless engineer and uh the other uh two people that we have um well, uh, my YouTube channel is Brett Keen, but if you were to search me up, you're most likely going to find 50,000 impersonator sites. So it's best to go to minds.com slash Brett Keen, and uh, you'll see my videos, find my channel there, and also a bunch of other garbage that I spew on there. Okay. Um, well, uh, 
Welcome, Brett. Uh, so basically, the what what this um, this conversation stems from is Brett put a video out to Godless Engineer um, asking him a couple questions, and so I saw that and was like, this would be really good to to bring on and just have the the questions asked in real time, and then Godless Engineer can can answer and they can kind of have a back and forth. So. Steve and I will be doing what we usually do. We'll be in the live chat and um, let kind of them have their, their conversation towards the end. Um, I think Brett mentioned that he wanted, may want to uh, ask us a couple questions and that's fine. But um, at this time, Brett, uh, you've got your questions ready and we're just going to turn it over to you and um, you can ask away when you're ready. All right. Sounds good. Godless engineer. Are you ready? Uh, sure. All right. My first question is, can you tell me about your first ancestor and what kind of organism was it as it came to life from spontaneous generation? Ooh, going right for the crazy irrelevant question, aren't we? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I mean, obviously I can't point to the exact organism. That's a ridiculous thing for you to want out of anybody. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I could point to Tetolic as, you know, being the first uh, um, organism to move from water to land and uh, everything like that. Uh, I mean, I could point to Australopithecus as being a, an ancestor uh, of the human race. I, I could point to any certain animal in the past, and I'm guessing that you're not going to accept any of those as an answer because I can't thumb the exact freaking animal that eventually coalesced into me. So, I mean, I, I just, I don't see the purpose in this question. And it, to me, it just highlights how much you don't know about evolution. All right. Fair enough. Are you ready for the next question? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Let's get right to it. All right. Do you believe your ancestors were shrews, ancient rats? Uh, I, I mean, I, I do believe that that a shrew-like animal uh, was the origin of, of of like most mammals. Now, I, I think. I mean, but I, I don't, I don't understand the process. Like, I don't understand this process just yet. Like, what's the point? In, in asking that, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I, I, evolution is a fact and uh, evolutionary theory has withstood against criticism and I hold to evolutionary theory. So I, I, I don't know what these questions are supposed to accomplish, but it would, it would help me to understand if you could tell me like where exactly is this going? Because these seem like irrelevant questions here. Well, I like to hear people's opinions and views. I also do challenges to Christians, uh, Jewish folks, um, Muslims. Uh, I, I don't know how many videos you went through on my channel, but I pretty much do challenge videos to everybody. I just like to hear yeah. what okay. people think, what their view is about uh, such. I have no hatred or agenda against evolution. I'm just curious your views on this, the questions I'm giving. Well, I mean, obviously you do have an agenda against evolution. I mean, in your in your little questionnaire video to me, you seriously asked me if a human could fuck a primate and produce some kind of human-primate uh, hybrid. And that's just a ridiculous right. fucking question, Brett. Well, I, I also agree that I think it's ridiculous, but Joseph Stalin actually tried to do that. He actually tried to get... Um, 
uh, primates to mate with humans so he could create a <laughs> a primate army. No kidding. Uh, okay. I, I feel like that's kind of a non sequitur thing to sort of bring it like that. I don't care what Joseph Stalin did. I, I don't, I don't care what, what anybody else did as far as all that goes, because that that's not evolutionary theory. Uh, that's not what evolutionary theory says. That's not what any scientist would seriously propose. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good music. Rock and roll. All right, that's you guys ready for some more? When someone says, when someone says non sequitur on the show, Brett, like if somebody says that's a non sequitur, since our name's non sequitur, we play the hell of music. Well, that's a, a lot better the than some but... of the recordings I've heard. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we ready for some more questions? Sure. Absolutely. Why, why not? Okay. Now remember, I'm just asking your opinion. I'm not going to like go crazy on you for how you answer. It's not really a wrong or right type of deal. But here we go. Richard Dawkins says you come from a fist. Do you agree with that? Okay. Um, <laughs> again, with these nonsensical questions. Um, so, no, I don't think that I directly come from a fish. Uh, are are fish or fish-like um, uh, creatures part of the evolutionary chain? Yes, they are. But no, that, that again, this is another question. The that the fact that you're asking it, me it shows how much you don't know about evolution. All right, if you feel that way, it is what it is. You ready for the next one? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you believe in the possibility of a god or gods? Uh, in the possibility? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I haven't, there's no way that I can disprove uh, God or prove that God does not, in fact, exist, you know, um, right, <clears throat> or, you, you know, in all cases. Um, but I, I do think that, like, Yahweh, like the God of the Bible, uh, any of the gods that we actually have definitions for, I'm definitely Gnostic on those. Uh, those definitely do not exist, and we've been able to prove that, you know, they uh, uh, simply don't exist. Um, they all have, like, little requirement documents uh, that you can judge whether or not they actually exist by how they fulfill those requirements. So, um yeah, no, the, the, the ones that the gods that we have definitions for definitely do not exist, but that doesn't mean that no gods exist whatsoever. All right. Like so in the you, ultimate grand you, scheme of things. Okay. All right. Sorry for interrupting you. I apologize. You, uh, you had said uh, to me, though, and I believe I had heard this in your video, you said that you're an atheist who lacks a belief in deities. But now you're telling me, as well as a worldwide audience, that you do believe in the possibility of God or gods. Uh, you're mixing two things up there. Like, that's, a, I believe that's an equivocation fallacy, maybe. Uh, because uh, I do lack a belief in God. I don't believe that a God exists. So, I mean, me, me saying that I lack a belief in God is a completely true statement. Um, it, but me admitting that I don't know if a God exists or not is uh, an agnostic or Gnostic uh, type of question. So, I mean, they're two very different like questions to ask, and you're convoluting both of those things. Why I didn't ask you... Um 
that that other point that you put forth, I simply said, do you believe in the possibility of God? Now, if you believe in the possibility of God, then therefore you can't lack a belief in God, not as long as you open up the possibilities and you're open-minded about it. Okay, but admitting possibility doesn't mean that I actually believe in a God. Okay, why do you believe it's possible then? Well, because, like, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't prove that, like, no pterodactyls exist at all, because that's that's not how logic works. So, I mean, like, right. I, 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 I don't have all of the knowledge in the universe, and I don't know if we ever will be able to have all of the knowledge. So, I accept the possibility that one may exist, albeit maybe we can never prove it. Um, but we'll also definitely never be able to disprove that a God exists. But I can prove that certain definitions of God don't exist. Okay. So if I, I'm pretty sure that if I were to ask you if you believed in certain mystical creatures or ask you if you believe in fairy tales, you'd most likely say no, a resounding no. But when it comes to God, you believe in the possibility. Am I correct on this? Uh, no, you, you're totally convoluting what I'm saying here. I'm saying that I do not believe in God, just like I do not believe in fairies or unicorns or the Loch Ness Monster or any of those things. I don't believe in them, but that is not a knowledge claim. Okay. Do you lack a belief in gods or you don't believe in gods? Just to clear that. Say that again, please. Do you lack a belief in gods, or do you believe that gods don't exist? I, I lack a belief in a god. Like, I, I do not believe a god exists. I, I don't know how many different times I can say that. I mean, I could look up a, thes- a thesaurus and figure out different ways to say it, if you want me to. It's fine. Can, can I, I get where you're going this? with Sure, of course. I apologize if I've offended you. All right, the next question is, do you believe that holding to the position that God is possible, is that a rational, logical position? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like it is logical, yeah. Okay, so holding to the possibility of God is rational and logical. All right, thank you. Ready for the next question? Yeah. Okay. Can you explain how a non-sentient, blind, dead universe created living, thoughtful life? <laughs> okay. Um, well, um, first, first there, there was a Big Bang, right? Uh, which wasn't literally a Big Bang. It was just a um, uh, great expansion right um and then fast forward several like billions of years and then you have the earth forming and then the earth forms and then uh it, like maybe a what is it like a a billion or so years later uh you know um all all of the the primordial stuff for life to happen is on the earth and then I, the the one that I usually go with is the um, RNA world theory, where it postulates that RNA uh, was first formed, and then out of RNA, DNA evolved eventually, and then eventually 
you know, organisms started, uh, you know, developing in the vast diversity of life eventually exploded. So, um, I mean, I don't know if that satisfi- satisfies uh, what you're trying to say here, but um, I get that you're trying to harp on abiogenesis. And uh, I mean, the, we don't, we don't know everything. Like we don't know exactly how things happen. We do have scientific theories about it, um, which can be disproven um, or proven false. But uh, I don't think that that necessarily means that a God had to, had to be the one to spark life or anything like that. Well, I appreciate your well thought out answer. Are you ready for the next question? Sure. Okay. If a man drops a pill into your girlfriend or wife's drink, killing your baby, but not harming her, your wife or girlfriend, should this be considered a crime? So if a person drops a pill into my wife's drink and kills our unborn child, you want to know yes. if that's a crime? Should, would you consider that a crime to kill your baby but without actually harming would her? It, would it be a crime for me to, like, I don't know, punch you in the face? Would, would it be a crime for me to assault you in some way? Of course it would be a fucking crime, but also crimes are, like, human abstract like they're they're human things like like there's no crime in nature like a lion doesn't commit murder against another lion or something you know i mean so these are human things so i I feel like it's a really dumb fucking question for you to ask me oh somebody killed my unborn child is that a crime yes it's a fucking crime I think he's asking uh, to, to draw a comparison to, for abortion, I believe. Would that be correct? Very good. Well, no, see, that that's not it's not abortion. See, abortion is voluntary, which I'm, I'm gathering that Brett probably doesn't understand that. Uh, abortion's voluntary, and if somebody slips a pill into my wife's drink and kills our baby, it'd be the same thing as them walking up and kicking her in the stomach and us losing the baby. It's still a crime. It's still not because she wanted to be kicked or she wanted a pill slipped into her drink. Yeah, but no physical harm is uh, done to her in this hypothetical that we're talking about. What? Why is uh, why is killing the fetus a crime for should be a crime according to you, if you don't mind? I mean, you've you've assaulted uh, my wife and our future family. I mean, we we planned on having a family by the fact that we have chosen to keep the baby. So, I mean, it, like I said before, it's just like if if I were to go and punch somebody in the face or something. I mean, you you you've essentially assaulted me and my wife. Okay, but it's just nothing more than a collection of cells, correct? I don't. I don't understand what that has to do with anything. Like, I, I like. How, however, I define the fetus or or anything like that. Like, I don't see how that really, really uh, uh, matters at all. I mean, you see, we if we intended to have a child. If something is done to where that child cannot be uh, born, then it's an assault against me and my wife. 
Yeah, you see what he's, why what, is Brett, what he's saying is, is that like if you have an um if you have an, uh, two people. Yeah, can we have, can like, we move on from this, Brett? I get that you hate abortion, but can we move on from this? All right. Well, I I just wanted to know what is the difference between if your wife decided that she wanted to do this as opposed to some stranger who drops a pill in the drink. Why does it become a crime whenever a stranger does it, but if she gets permission, it's okay to kill a fetus? One is consensual, Brett? the other one's not. Brett, Brett, Brett. Last fucking time I'm saying this. Do you understand me? Move on from this particular conversation. All right. Now, you guys do remember you're the one that invited me on the show. I'm trying to be as respectful as possible. Okay. Are we ready? But you're not being respectful, Brett. I said move on from this conversation, and you kept on with it. That's not respectful. Okay. If you witnessed an accident and you could only save one of two women, which would it be? A pregnant woman or a single woman, and why? Um, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? If you witnessed an accident and could only save one of two women, which would it be? A pregnant woman or a single woman, and why? I mean, I don't get the point in this question. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds similar to the, well, you know, if there's five people on a track versus one person on a track, would you throw the switch in order to kill five people or the one person? I mean, it's kind of an impossible question to ask. I mean, if I had the option, I'd save both people. I wouldn't want anybody to die. And I guess it would depend on the actual situation at hand. Well, you understand like, this I as know, well as I, I sometimes. Why, why do you have to keep harping on somebody being fucking pregnant? Well, it's just that uh, I got one question and the second one having to do with pregnancy. Most of them have been biological questions. Okay, fine. I'll pick the one that's pregnant. Okay. Uh, the last part of the question was why, though? Why would I pick the pregnant woman? Well, it's fairly obvious that the pregnant woman wants to have a child. So therefore, uh, I mean, I would, I would, I I don't know. That would just be my personal pick. Uh, But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think badly on a person that chose the other woman. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the situation, like, I don't get, I don't get the point of this question. Like it's a hypothetically, uh, it's a hypothetical and, and ridiculous question to ask here. It serves literally no purpose in this conversation. Well, I'm trying to gauge your your value and worth uh, on people. Okay. Are we ready for? The I next value one? people. Okay. I value people. Well, very good. Awesome. Are we ready for the next question? I think we are. Go ahead. All right. Wonderful. This one has nothing to do with pregnancy, so we're good. Sorry to make you angry with the other stuff. How did nature predict that we required pain receptors and, most importantly, a mechanism that would release chemicals, DMT, that would soften the blow of death? Um, why would nature do that? I mean, that's just how shit evolved. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I was uh, I was curious it, about it's the a, process. It's a survival mechanism. Okay, how does nature? How would nature be able to um, go? Where does the processes or chemicals come in that make it to where we have DMT chemicals in our head just as we're about to die? You know what I'm talking about the the release of endorphins as we're about to die to soften the blow of death. How would have evolution been able to do this? Well, I, I mean. I, I still don't understand like the whole the whole purpose of you even asking this. I mean, I get it that you don't understand like the intricacies of evolution, but like uh, I mean, I feel like that particular thing is just a byproduct of us sensing pain and how our own biological systems have grown to overcome like pain or deal with pain or those those particular systems like. I don't think that nature has a mind and and created like something specifically to like soften death or something like that. Like I think that that's just a byproduct of of how right. things evolved. And I I agree with you. I agree that nature and evolution is not a sentient conscious system. It is a process that happens over time. The issue, though, that I don't understand is why did nature create a nervous system in the first place? You do believe that your ancestors... Okay, well, however you want to put it, put it forth. It was a process of nature. Why did it do this for it, though? Nature is not a sentient being, so there's no like why did nature do this? There are reasons that you could trace back as to, you know, how those things evolved to be, or, uh, you know, what caused you know those particular things. But I, like I said before, I mean, it's just a, uh, uh, you know, a natural byproduct or a natural uh, part of that system. So I mean. It doesn't mean that it necessarily has to evolve that way. I mean, it could have evolved where, um, you know, the, you know, that particular thing doesn't happen uh, just as easily. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand like where you're trying to go with this. I feel like a lot of these questions are like, I don't know, the, the, I don't know where, what you're trying to gauge from this or where, like, are you trying to gauge my knowledge on evolution with this question? No, I actually had had a good conversation with Aaron Ra, who I am aware has been on this show before, about this a while back, I'd say probably about a year and a half ago. And he actually thought it was a great question, and he said he'd get back to me on it. Maybe I could talk to him about it sometime. He actually thought it was a very interesting point. Why do we have pain receptors? Why do we have DMT chemicals that come into our brain to kind of... um, give us a euphoria type of feeling as we're about to die. I just wonder. I don't know why it does it. That's why I'm asking you. Okay, but I've never billed myself as like an evolutionary scientist or anything like that. Like I know like layman's, I have basic understanding of evolution, but like I can't I can't exactly explain to you like why DMT evolved to release, you know, at the moment of death. So, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I I get that you want to know, and I'm glad that you want to know, but perhaps maybe actually, like, I don't know, Googling or asking an actual evolutionary biologist. Uh, Jackson Wheat, he's pretty good here on YouTube, as well as, um, uh, oh, um, 
Who did we mention before? Stated clearly, John. Shannon would be good too. John Perry. Jenny Q. John Perry. John Perry. Those would be great people to ask. So if you really want to know that, instead of provide mm-hmm. like sort of a gotcha question or something like that, I mean, I would suggest asking them. Well, it's not a gotcha question. Uh, like I said, the question isn't about what's right or wrong. It's simply trying to understand why this is the case. If you guys have a relationship with some scientists out there who may know this or have some understanding of it, I'd love to be able to have a conversation with them. I personally don't know any scientists. I live out in the country with rednecks here. We don't have that kind of shit down here. Well, there's one in the chat okay. now. I, have, um, I, I live amongst the rednecks too there, Brett, and even I can find scientists. <laughs> well, we can get that my question goodness. To somebody. You, uh, just somebody, Brett. All right, I appreciate it. I can move on to the next one if you like. All right. Are we ready? Okay, I just wanted sure. to make sure I could be heard because you guys tell me my mic cuts off sometimes. All right, would you say that atheism is subjective or objective? Um, I really, I mean, I, I really don't know what that question means. Like, I, I don't get how atheism can be subjective or objective, like, in any case, because, I mean, atheism is an answer to a single question. You know, do you believe in God? Or, you know, for some people, it's do you think a God exists? Um, so it, I, I, don't, I don't understand why you think that they can be subjective or objective. I mean, I think beliefs in general can be subjective. I don't think that any right. certain belief necessarily be objective well usually subjective in its simplest terms is is it based upon feelings is it based upon like a subjective opinion and nothing more or is it objective is it something that you hold as true i don't know i feel like those are very poor definitions of objective and subjective So do you believe that, that you hold the – go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, Brad, I think that the, the question is um, fully – Steve, do you want to um, – like I don't think that atheism can be like, – like I was, it, was saying, I don't think it can be a, an objective malform, or a – It's a malformed – yeah, it's a malformed question um, simply the fact that you're, you're not asking if it's objective or objective. That's dealing with propositions. If propositions um, are something that can be true or false, right? And if they're true or false, it's contingent upon a person's mind or if it's independent of somebody's mind. You're asking more, is this somebody's belief? Is this based upon this their own subjectivity? Yeah, all, most of our beliefs are because of our own subjectivity. So I, I don't I don't understand the purpose of the question. Okay, I'll I'll try to put it a different way. Do you believe that you hold a position of facts and evidence? Uh yes. Okay. Is your opinion about a God existing or not existing based upon feelings or facts? Um, I would say that it's mostly based on facts. Okay. What facts do you have scientifically that a God is not compatible with this universe? I, I feel like that's a poorly formed question because, I mean... Uh, not all not all facts are like scientific uh for one thing and but but I would also say that I don't have to have scientific facts 
in order to be correct about you know how how i how i feel about the god question or whatnot um i mean there's there's literally no evidence for a god that's that's the fact that there's well okay so i I know a lot of people have a problem with that particular statement let let me let me go a little bit further into that there's no good evidence for god I, i get that a lot of people say that they have evidence um, but I mean that evidence is not good evidence, and it doesn't actually prove that there is a, a, definitely a God. So I side with the facts, and the facts is there's no evidence that proves a God exists. All right, Are we ready for the next question? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Would you agree that atheism affects your worldview and way of living? I mean, yeah, I would say that it does. Okay. Would you say that it um, has anything to do with how you view the universe, the world, your life, the way you live it, such as your code and morality? I mean, I don't think that I changed morality. Like, um, you know, when, when I became an atheist versus, you know, being a Christian, uh, it didn't change like my moral code or anything like that, uh, but like I, I guess it, maybe it changed some like moral decisions that I I may have went a different way on in the past, but um, you know I, it, it didn't actually change like my actual moral code. Um, I'm not sure if that answered your question or not. Do you think that it changed how you value uh, people? Like, um, obviously, uh, you were a, a believer before becoming an atheist, right? Yeah. Okay. You probably held that people had intrinsic objective worth and value to them, but now you probably, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but now you see people as soulless, without a spirit, nothing more than animated hamburgers, chemicals that can reason, right? I like how you just sort of presuppose like what I think, and you. I mean, well, I get that you're asking correct me. Well, I get I get that you're asking me, but you're you're going ahead and you're forming like an opinion about what I think before I've even been able to tell you what I think. Why can't you just ask like, what do you think about other people? Do you value other people? Yes, I value other people, and yeah, we don't have souls, but that doesn't mean that we're valueless. Okay. Well, I, there's a, there's a difference between like a subjective value that you give someone as opposed to objective or intrinsic towards them. Like you believe that there's more to them than just the chemicals and the meat that they inhabit. Is there more to people than that? Is there more to love than just chemicals stimulated like biting into a candy bar? I, I, I guess I don't know what you mean by you know, you know, being like, or, or feeling a way towards a person more than, you know, what they are. I feel like you're insinuating, like, do you not feel like there's a soul there? Is that what you're getting at? Well, I, I suspect because you say that you lack a belief in God, you're most likely not going to believe in an afterlife or a soul or a spirit. So I'm figuring it's probably going to come down to um, compact meat and chemicals. 
I mean, if I'm wrong, I feel free to correct me. I'm always willing to learn something. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think that you're here to learn anything. Uh, I, I don't think that's the purpose of these questions or the questions in your video, which were completely different questions than the questions you brought here tonight. So what? Um, and so to, to answer your question, no, I don't think that there's a soul. Um, I adhere to like evolutionary theory as far as social animals and how, you know, as a, as a social animal, we place value on others that are part of our own species uh, as well as uh, thing, uh, animals outside of our species, because we place value on, on dogs. Just because I place a value on a dog doesn't mean that, you know, that dog has a soul now or anything like that. Just the, the same thing as another person. So, you can boil it down to just being a bag of meat and chemicals and reactions and whatnot. And while technically you could be correct on that, it's a lot more complicated than you're making it out making it out to be. And, All right, um, Brett. Let's um, let, since we've been going for about forty five minutes now, um, let's uh, let's shift gears and um, let Godless Engineer see if he's got anything that he wants to ask you. Do you have anything that you want to? All right, put. Yeah, I got I got something that I can ask old Brett here. Uh, so the other day you put out a tweet that I'm incredibly interested in in what you actually mean by this, um, and you say I find all atheists pointless and lazy thinkers. Anyone can try and deny things. Most atheists appear to be kids on social media or adults who usually seem attracted in videos directed at young, which is criminal. I might add. So, Brett, I will ask you directly, do you think that I am a pedophile just because I'm an atheist? Well, that's not exactly what it was pointing towards. There's a lot of videos out there where atheists have talked about how they get their morality from nature. There was a guy a while back called Dendrophilian. Have you guys ever heard of him? Anybody heard of Dendrophilian? Well, he's an atheist who pointed out that he believed that it was perfectly natural to be able to, how shall I say, have an attraction towards children and all that. So that's one of the reasons why I got the view. And plus, listening to Richard Dawkins say that there's different forms of pedophilia. There's mild, and then there's this. Apparently, he had created like a, a level system of whenever it becomes extreme or whenever it's, it's okay or comfortable. That's the reason why I say things okay. like that based upon what I've heard. So basically, if, if, if I understand you correctly, one or two people said something and therefore it applies to the entirety of the atheist community and you can label all atheists as being that way, which might, I add, is no. a generalization fantasy. No, there's a, a lot of atheists that I'm friends with who are married. They are married to adult wives and girlfriends, or you know, engaged to girlfriends and all that. So, no, I don't think that's uh, about every one of them. But I do notice that a lot of podcasts, I don't know much about you guys' podcasts, so I can't say much about it. You guys seem very cool. I appreciate your time. But a lot of the podcasts out there seem to have... Uh, how do I say about drugs and substance abuse? And also a lot of them seem directed at younger audiences as opposed, as opposed to like a, 
uh, older folks. And I find that kind of uh, unusual. How exactly do they target young folks? Well, I mean, you really want me to go through different examples uh, on YouTube like this? I mean, you've seen the videos well, where I mean, atheists I, got like... Okay, well, you got atheists who've got, like, uh, posters of drugs on their wall. And, yeah, you can see whenever you're, if you come over to the live chat and you're watching what's happening, you can see that there's a lot of young people who watch it. I mean, I think that uh, a couple of you guys were on one of those podcasts just yesterday. I think it was yesterday or was it the day before. Uh, Drunken Peasants, you got a guy who's, like, what, over 30 years old wearing a a cartoon mask and putting animations up on the screen repeatedly. Obviously that's going to be directed towards uh, young people. Okay. I would love for you to explain to me how you can determine age from a, <laughs> a chat. Well, it's easy when it's filled up with uh, things like poop balls and Pokemon and all that. I, I suspect that's probably not going to be Sam Harris doing that. <laughs> I, I I seriously doubt you had a live chat or you saw a live chat where it was just filled with poop balls and pokeballs. Right. If you go over to like uh like drunken peasants or something or deep fried fat, you see poop balls all the time. I've watched their uh, podcast a couple times. Sure. Okay. So again, one one podcast or or one group of people in the atheist community does something. And therefore, the entirety of atheism or the atheist community does it. Because you said in your tweet here, most atheists are adults who usually seem attracted uh, to young young kids. uh, And they market to young kids. Yeah, it seems like that from uh, my personal experience, what I've observed. Huh? attracted towards an audience like a like a musician will be attracted to a certain genre of audience for their type of music well okay then why did you say that it's criminal because directing content towards children is not is not criminal at all but in your tweet you say that which is criminal i might add so it seems like it's what you're saying is is that most atheists are pedophiles who direct videos towards their victims being the children. No, there are some states in the United States of America where drugs are not legalized and all that. I was talking about the fact that they have the posters up on the wall. Some of them actually do bongs and everything else right out on the video or podcast that they're doing. Okay. So that's pretty much, I don't know how any more to answer that. Are you ready for some more questions? <laughs> well, did, okay, did, yeah. Did you go ahead, ask go ahead what you need to, Jiggy? I kind of want to balance, you know, balance yeah. out the time. So, um, okay. Do right. you have any more that well, you want to ask, um, Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't come like prepared with any questions necessarily, but I mean, I'm, I, I am just kind of curious, like, why why on earth would you ask such weird questions in your video to me? Because, like, I get the whole mind questions and, like, you think that God is necessary for a mind kind of thing. But, I mean, like, in the video you asked me, is it okay for people to fuck dead bodies? 
and it just seems weird to me. Oh, the necrophilia like, why, question, yeah. Well, yeah, so I, I'm just kind of curious, like, why why would you, like, levy that question? Like, like why, why is this something that needs to be brought up? I mean, I just, I don't see the purpose in it, like a lot of your questions. Well, it, it, it gives me an idea of how people value the dead. Obviously, since you were a believer, you probably realize that, uh, uh, whether it's Muslims or Christians or even Jews, they usually see death as very sacred, especially with the bo- the body, and they go through rituals in order to preserve or do whatever they feel they need to do, such as bury, burn, whatever the case. But with a non-believer, I would think that you'd probably see it as more than an empty shell or a husk. It's It's really no more. That person doesn't exist anymore. So I was wondering if you had an issue with violating it if the person gave consent while they were alive that that's what their will and testament would be. You see? Uh, okay. All right, well, we ready for some more? I mean, he said he didn't bring any no, questions. Hold on, it's, so still, it's still my time. Okay. Hold on a second. Um, okay. So, so I'm kind of curious why why is uh, religion like content with or oh why why is religion's content directed towards kids and that's not criminal? Well, if there are Christians out there, which there have been, as well as priests and all that who have abused children, I think they should be buried under the very churches that they've done it in. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. No, no, like, no, th- no, they, they shouldn't be buried underneath the churches. I feel like that would be a very morbid thing to do there, Brett. Right. It's just a, just a term out there, obviously jailed and uh, do what time they did for the crime. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about the predatory nature of religion now? Like, I mean, predatory on both towards children and also towards uh, the people that they court. Well, I've uh, I've made videos about this before. I'm sure you haven't had a time to go through it, but um, uh, I go so far, not even just with the pedophilia issue that you're talking about or abuse, but I don't think that religion should be taught in public schools. I think that if you open the door for Christianity, then you got to open the door for all the other religions, as well as non-belief systems. And I'd prefer it to stay, how shall I say, they, they learn what they are required there. And if they want to learn about faith, they can go to a mosque or a temple or a church. I mean, that's it's the way it is. I think that young people, they need time to be able to develop before they start getting into the big questions we're kind of goofing around with right now. Okay. Uh, so what, what would be your best evidence that a God exists? Well, I think that the, uh, by definition, the universe itself is supernatural. Okay. That's if you can, go with the view of the big thing. a little bit more? Sure. As Stephen Hawking, according to his mathematical equations, he was convinced that the universe had a beginning. Carl Sagan agreed with him. A lot of uh, a lot of scientists today, as well as the majority of the human race, agree that the universe had a beginning. 
Well, in order for this to be the case, whatever the source was that created the power and energy that is known as the universe and our limited reality that we perceive it, we have to realize that if time and nature and matter had a beginning, whatever the source was, was outside of space, time and nature in order to direct the cause. Now, if you want to attempt to give a naturalistic explanation, which I don't know how anybody could, if it's outside of nature, it would have to be defined as supernatural. So that's one of my points. The only thing I can think of that someone could argue is, well, which God is it and all that? My priority is just to open people's mind that perhaps this could be the cause, a prime mover. Okay, but there's nothing that actually connects like the universe to a prime mover. Also, uh, I would say that you're kind of convoluting like the whole supernatural concept there because, I mean, granted, at the beginning of the universe, all uh, it was all compacted into one thing, and then there was that great expansion of the universe at which point space and uh, space time you know, began to exist. But that doesn't mean that all matter and everything is supernatural. Supernatural just means that it's above the natural. It's out like it works outside of reality. And obviously matter is in reality. You know, what happened before the Big Bang or the great expansion of the universe uh, doesn't affect what happens afterwards. So there's no way whatever was before could be considered supernatural. Well, the, the definition of supernatural um is something that is beyond or outside of nature as we know it in reality. So if that is the case, whatever the source or the cause or the prime mover, whether you believe it's a natural or non-natural thing, it's going to fit nicely into supernatural. It's outside of nature and time. Nature and time and space had a beginning. Therefore, the source would have been outside of it. Uh, it's okay, a cosmological well, just, argument, uh, basically. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's just moving the goalpost and pushing God into, you know, uh, in, into the gaps of our knowledge. That's all that is. And so, I mean, that's not a compelling argument whatsoever. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that the position is based upon facts and evidence. I've never been to the beginning of the universe before. I obviously have a faith-based position. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to drive home that I've got the facts and evidence here. I'm sure some Christians would probably do that. I'm not going to. Okay, so that's good to know. So um, your your belief in a God is not based on facts and evidence. Is that, is I that can't, basically what we uh, I can't provide you I can't provide you God on a platter any more than anybody else could. Just like if I were to ask you to give me some kind of physical observable evidence of the Big Bang, you're probably not going to be able to take me back to the singularity. You'd probably give me cosmic waves or some radiation and suspect I'd go from there, I guess, right? Well, I mean, God is supposed to have an effect on this reality, correct? Right. Right. Well, if if God is supposed to, you know, have an effect on this reality, then we should be able to detect him and have empirical evidence that he actually exists. Like, for instance, you just said that the Big Bang, we can't detect the Big Bang or we can't, you know, go back and tell and see the Big Bang, but we can actually see the Big Bang. I mean, the, the WM map uh, has produced an image 
uh, of of you know the expansion of the universe. So I mean, we we can't we literally have picks. So uh, right. I mean, that's one thing that your God doesn't have is any kind of evidence whatsoever to suggest that He actually exists. Well, you being that you were a believer before, you you probably realize from what you've read, what you studied and researched, because you sound like you're quite researched on this. You know that a lot of people are going to claim personal experiences, but I find that it's pointless to try to tell you, hey, there's a lot of people out there who've had it, because if you didn't have the experience, you're not going to be able to uh, find any investment in it whatsoever unless you had the experience yourself. So I didn't feel I wanted to waste your time with that. Okay. Um, Brett, if I claimed that there was a flying pink elephant with a 10-foot dick, that flew around yeah. all all over the place doing stuff. And I had no evidence whatsoever to say that that was actually real. And all I had was faith. Does that make that big dick elephant real? A flying elephant, you say? Flying big dick elephant. The all big right. dick part well, is it very important. To me- Right. It sounds to me like you're describing Dumbo, and if you want to take me to go see that movie, we can, but you're buying the popcorn. It's expensive these days. Mm-hmm. No, see, Dumbo's not big dick. Also, Dumbo was a story that was made up. I'm talking about a pink elephant that flies around and does magical shit all over the place through its 10-foot dick. So I'm saying is, if I don't everybody have always go after the evidence pink to suggest that it was actually real... Does that make it real? We like penis here. We're, we're penis. Friendly. I would most likely, I would most likely do like the natural man and say I have not had the experience of seeing a big dick pink elephant flying around. So, I'm not going to hold. Oh, you have position a position unless you. You seen some big dick pink elephants before? Uh, <laughs> well, you could say that. <laughs> No, I haven't. But my point is, is that your particular, like, for you to say that God does exist or whatnot, I mean, it's just like me saying that there's a big dick pink elephant out there. I mean, if I don't have empirical evidence for that, then, uh, I mean, there's no way that I can say that that's real. But I feel like you're saying that God definitely is real and he does exist, even though you have literally no empirical evidence to suggest that he actually does. I'm pretty sure if one of my questions was, do you believe in flying pink elephants with big dicks? You would have probably gave me a resounding, oh, hell no. But I asked you about the possibility of God, and you said you were open to the possibility. Why? If it's no more valuable than a, a big dicked elephant. Well, but, but uh, okay, but I'm asking you about the whole big dick elephant thing. I mean, uh, you know, if you told me that, I would say, no, I don't believe in it. Am I going to rule it out right. as a possibility? No. I mean, there's a slim to no chance that that's possible. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I have direct evidence that that is not happening. All I can say is I don't have empirical evidence that that is an actual thing. Well, you are right. And so there I'm not going to go slim. around saying that that thing is is an actual thing. I mean, do you, do you understand? Right. 
And if we if we live in an expansive universe, which is uh, what is proposed, and uh, evolution is true, as you say, then perhaps there is some kind of strange mutated elephant out there with the huge mutated deck and pink and all that on some planet. I don't know. I haven't seen one. I'm open-minded to it, though. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, so, I really want uh, to be. You said you were open, too. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Kyle, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that I really hope that the 10-foot the, the penis is, is, is a true thing. I was just interjecting my, okay. my <laughs> uh, So uh, my, my next question, and then we can go back to you asking questions, I guess, or we can do Super Chats or something. But um, I'm wondering, like, how do you feel about, like, uh, homosexuals or uh, homosexuality? Well, obviously, you know, because you're a believer that in Scripture, it says that it's an issue, it's considered a sin. However, it also says that people have free will to do what they want to and choose to live any way they like. Um, It's not my place to be going around telling people that they're not allowed to be happy or marry or love who they may. Do what you will. Okay. So that didn't actually answer the question of how do you feel about homosexuals? I get that you're pulling from scripture, but does that mean you feel like they need to be like killed? Um, I mean, because that's in the scriptures. Uh, do you feel that they need to be jailed for it? Um, I know that you feel as though you like you shouldn't be dictating their behavior, but do you think the government should be dictating their behavior? Because these are all positions that Christians hold. And obviously there's a progressive Christian side that feels like, you know, homosexuality is not a bad thing. So I'm asking you directly, how do you feel about homosexuality? Is it a bad thing? Is it something that needs to be regulated by the government? I just, I just want to know. Now the, the only time that I can think of where um, I'd have an issue with homosexuality is when people are in prison and they rape each other to death. That's the kind of things that I'd be against. But just your standard homosexual trying to live their life, do their thing, I've got no issue with them. I hope the best for them. I hope they have a happy life. I've got friends that are homosexuals, and I appreciate their friendship. So, I mean, I find it interesting that you can identify consent here, but in the previous discussion that got a little heated, you couldn't actually identify what was consenting and what was not. That's that's a that's a little odd, but um, okay. So you don't you don't have a problem with homosexuals or homosexuality in general. Um, no. So I guess you're fine with homosexuals getting married. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Oh, okay. That yeah, doesn't uh, necessarily mean say- that God's. That doesn't necessarily mean that God's going to share the same opinion with me on it, though. Oh, okay. So it's fine, but they're still burning in hell. Well, I'm an annihilationist. I don't believe in Dante's Inferno hell. Didn't you hear my video about that? No, I do not watch all of your videos. Okay. Okay. Now I believe, uh, I do believe there's a second death and I believe in the annihilation of a soul. I don't think someone's going to be tortured for all eternity and be resurrected over and over where they're going to squeal and scream and all this kind of stuff. But nope, that's not my view. 
Okay. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any other questions. So uh, I don't know if you've got some more, Brett, which I know that you had like 30 questions in your video. Uh, so. Yeah, I got some more questions and I appreciate you taking the time out to out do your best at it. If you don't, uh, if you don't know the answer to something, I'm not over here with the notepad said up. Oh, that's a point for me. That must mean God exists. I'm not doing it to you. I'm just wanting to hear what you think. Okay. All right, you ready for a question? Yeah. Okay. If you seen someone get shot or wounded fatally and they had two minutes to uh, to basically pass away, you don't have time to call the, the police or an ambulance or something like this, and the person's last request was that you pray to God for them, would you do it? Um, I... I... I don't I don't think that I could. I mean, it would be an empty gesture. I mean, it doesn't matter if I actually believe in a God or not. Um, uh, well, I mean, I guess, I guess it does matter if I believe in a God or not, because, it, it, like, God wouldn't listen to my prayers uh, depending on who, uh, you know, who, who that person was. So, I mean, it would it would be an empty thing for me to do. So you would tell the person, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. That's just an empty gesture. I don't think he could really I mean, answer that question, though. I would be... not, uh, you have to be in that, that situation. To, you know, to, I don't think anybody can say what they would do in that situation. Well, I've, uh, I've met as well as I've talked to a lot of atheists in my hangouts where some of them have actually said, yes, I would do it. Some of them have said they've worked in nursing and they've watched old people pass away and uh, they prayed with them, even though they didn't believe in it. They felt like it was some kind of way of comfort. Now, if an atheist doesn't want to do it, I understand either way. Okay. Uh, I just personally would have no problem with that. If it comforts somebody and they ask me as their dying wish, I totally would do it. Ultimately, the 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 Brett G has a good quite like like he, I think he raises a good point when he asks what um like where you're going with that direction because I mean like I said I don't think you could really answer that question until you're in that situation. But if if an atheist does pray with somebody as you know a nice gesture before they pass away, I mean what does that prove? Right. I just want to know what what someone would do if they were in that position, how they'd handle it. I've heard. Some atheists say, no, I'm not going to uh, give fairy tales to someone who's dying. And I've heard some say, well, this is what they want. This is what will make them happy. And it's the last minutes that they'll ever be able to, you know, feel love or kindness or any kind of embrace of humanity. So they would do it because they believe that God and uh, speaking of it would bring joy to a person. Okay. But, uh, I mean, what is uh, – I feel like the actual question that Kyle was giving was, like, what does it prove to you about me? Like, what purpose does this serve? I just uh, – I enjoy hearing people's opinions and views. Uh, you'll notice whenever I challenge Jews or Christians with my questions, I will not – usually make a video right afterwards and say you're wrong you dumbass let me tell you why i i don't do that i just ask the questions and then hear people out 
okay, that, that's that's fine. But I mean, I guess the ultimate answer to your question is, is that I wouldn't feel comfortable praying with them because I wouldn't have my heart into it and it would just be basically lying to them. Now, if I could find somebody else that is indeed like a Christian or believes in that particular faith or whatnot, yeah, but I think that the only thing of meaning that I could actually provide that person would be to be with them right there and not let them die alone. I mean, if they wanted to pray to God or something like that, I'm not going to leave or anything. I'll stay there with them while they prayed, but I, I just feel like me praying would just be an empty thing to do. And it, I don't know. I feel like it would be a little disrespectful to them. Um, I get that other people feel differently, but that's just how I feel. Brett, let me ask you All a right. question since we're, uh, we're, we're, we're pushing on um, a little over an, an hour here um, so that we can get to like a, a, a good place of like some, some meaningful dialogue here. Do you have any questions right. that, um, that aren't hypothetical? Like, do you have any direct questions that, um, that, you know, that, that don't serve a basis in um, the hypothetical realm that, so that way there may be an actual kind of a back and forth between the two, instead of the, um, the situations where we really ultimately can't know what we're, we're going to do until we're in that situation. Well, a lot of my questions are hypothetical. A lot of them are, I've got a lot of scientific ones. I've got ones that are based around kind of uh, uh, moral issues, that kind of stuff. Um, what is, we could try something scientific if you like. Well, actually, can I piggyback one question off of that last discussion real quick? Sure. sure. Okay, Brett. So, Steve, Stephen, um, uh, Brian Stevens in the chat actually asked, "Would would you pray to Allah if someone's dying? So if if there's a Muslim that's dying in that particular situation, um, would you pray to Allah for that person?" I believe that Islam is a part of the Abrahamic faith, so that would mean that they are all praying to the same God, even though they have some different views and literature on it. So it wouldn't be really an issue because Allah means God anyway. So I'd be doing pretty much nothing against uh, my views. Well, yeah, and I get that they all stem from the same God, but you, I mean, uh, I mean, like the the God of Islam is described very differently than the God of like Judaism and other things. I mean, do you understand oh, so. the differences there? Well, from what I've read, the God shows mercy, it shows compassion, but it will also, um, if it's angry, it will commit genocide and do horrific, wrathful things. So I don't really see a difference between the personality. What I do find a discrepancy with is uh, clearly how they view Jesus in the Quran compared to what the uh, the Bible says and how he died. That's that's really, as far as I'm concerned, they all tell a lot of the, the same uh, stories of what happened with the prophets. Not much difference for me, at least. Well, yeah, but I thought that the linchpin in Christianity was that you had to believe that Jesus was God and he came and died for your sins. I mean, I feel like if you prayed to a God, even if it's a derivative of the same God, I mean, he has different, like, requirements for, like, praying to him, different requirements to adhere to, different requirements on the faith. 
like praying to that. I feel like praying to that God is different than play, praying to the Christian God, just because the requirements are specific to each religion. Yeah, there's definitely some differences on how they pray. Uh, Christianity has a certain way that you propose that you do your prayer, and then the Muslims, they do like five prayers a day where they put their forehead to the ground. Sure, the Jews also have different forms of prayers. Some of them pray up against the wall. I agree with you on that. Okay. Uh, so I guess just pick any, any, any random question that strikes your fancy off of your list uh, to, I guess, round this out. All right. Do you believe in spontaneous generation? Told you I'd go for some science stuff. Spontaneous generation. Uh, so right. I'm uh, like, so, I, I mean, I guess you're just talking about like, an organism just appearing out of nothing? Something from nothing. Uh, yeah, non-life becoming life. You know, what, what, whatever the spark may be there. Well, I mean, yeah, Not that's abiogenesis, and I've already covered that in this discussion. I mean, we don't know all of the finer things about how abiogenesis came about. Um, there, there are really great theories out there surrounding it, um, but, I mean... Uh, so I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to explain to you exactly uh, how that did. Although I will say that um, I feel the the best explanation is the RNA world theory, where RNA formed and then eventually evolved into DNA. Brett, well, we, we have individual like evident like we have individual bits of evidence that show how RNA can transition to DNA and can start building uh, you know biological. Uh, machines, biological organisms. So I feel like that is the best explanation that you can come up with. But uh, G's has, has said what um, what he you know that he adheres to evolution. Um, but have, have we haven't heard what you think? Like what what is your your um, belief about how we we came to be? Well, I hold a faith based position. Obviously, as I pointed out, I. I do believe in the theory of the, the Big Bang and the expansion of the universe. I don't know if you guys realize this, but it was actually a Catholic who proposed the theory over to Einstein, who Einstein originally believed that the universe was eternal, but he looked at the equations and the Catholic was correct, and then Stephen Hawking later on uh, established that this, uh, at least for a majority of humanity, was considered that of a fact that there was enough information in what we see that that's the deal. You guys knew that a, a Catholic came up with that, right? Yeah, but, that, that, back then you yeah, had but I don't, I don't see what the point in bringing that up is. Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, why, why mention that? Other than, like, a fun fact kind of thing. All right. Oh, I thought you guys would find it interesting. I like it. Yeah, we're, we're aware well, of that. Well, well, Did I, I mention that, Stephen it, Hawking's an atheist? Well, you you but what you didn't uh, like you, you haven't Hawking's told dead. me what you, like what you think how we got like do you adhere to evolution are you a um a young earth creationist like I don't know your um like what oh your, your fundamental beliefs are I believe the universe is very old I also believe in the possibility of the multiverse I also believe in some of the ideas Carl Sagan put forth, that there may be parallel dimensions and higher uh, dimensional entities and all that. 
Carl Sagan was one of my favorite scientists. Um, like I said, though, this is faith-based. I'm not claiming I can throw some facts at you or something like that when, with it. I just find it interesting. Um, I'm not a young Earth creationist. I do not believe the Earth is flat. I uh, I think it's pizza-shaped, personally. That's Makes a sense. Joke. Oh, Makes I thought sense. you'd get a laugh out of that. So, <laughs> no, so you I'm don't not believe... Young, not a young Earth. Go ahead. You don't believe in that, like the Adam and Eve story, that that's just allegory. It's just a literary part of the Bible, right? Well, it, it to me, I, I believe that the Genesis story, um, it has a lot of very powerful meanings to it. Um, but I'm not, I don't have to subscribe to it. If a religious person wants to come along and argue with me till I'm blue in the face and why I ought to see this as a, how I should actually interpret it, then I will listen. I'm very open-minded. But at this point, um, I just see that it's got a lot of very important... I mean, when you read the New Testament, you see Christ repeatedly told these simplistic type of stories in order to make a point to his audience, listeners. So I don't I don't figure it would be difficult to assume that God would also do the same for people back in the day before the Son of God. Here's what Here's what I see. Um, and, and what based on a, a party that's not been in the conversation and been listening from the outside, um, it seems to me that you have gotten a uh, a version of religion that is uh, it's it's all about comfortable and what feels right to you. You know, like you can accept that Allah might be the same God as the, the God that you pray to or you, you don't like, you know, beating up on the gay. So you're not going to do that. Um, it, it's almost like you're like. Like religion a la carte, you're you're putting together a religion based on the things that you feel comfortable with and the things that you want to accept, but not really adhering to like one set, um, you know, doctrine. Oh, there's one of the uh, many. Oh, sorry, sir. There's there's a lot of things biblically as well as historically that bothered the, the living shit out of me. Um, I believe things to be true, but it's still extremely uncomfortable for me. I can give you some examples. I know a lot of atheists, you, you spend a great deal of time making videos about how mean God is in the Bible. Well, I too uh, am bothered with some of the the damage, destruction, death that's done. The difference is, is I actually believe that uh, many of these things actually happened, but it does make me uncomfortable. So there you go. Okay. What name one thing in the Old Testament that you don't think is is a literal thing that happened? Uh, let me see. Hmm. You're asking me to name something in the Old Testament that I don't think actually happened. Yeah, like is, is there any one thing or, huh? Well, there there is some issues I I have with like um and I in a while back this actually got me in trouble with a fella that I seen that you guys had on your videos before Kent Hoban, I have an issue with some of the the things that it represents in uh, the flood story with Noah. I I don't have an issue with a guy making a boat and getting some animals on it, but it's represented as. Uh, it gives the idea and people get confused thinking that it got all of the creatures upon this boat. I don't believe that because like 80 to 85% of the creatures that exist on this earth, at least nowadays come from the ocean and the sea. So 
obviously they would not have needed to go into the boat. Okay. Um, so so early in... Though. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, early in, in Moses' leadership, um, uh, I, I want to say it was Moses' brother, his two kids accidentally... Um, you know, use the wrong incense, I believe is what it was, uh, in order to praise God. And God ended up shoving two fireballs up his, up their asses. They, 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 I don't lit, recall they fireballs. Huh? I don't recall fireballs. Well, I, I he, don't, he uh... spontaneously combusted the two children of, Mo, of, uh, the, of Aaron, Moses's brother, um, because they used the wrong fire to light the incense. Is that a true, legit story that happened? To be honest with you, I don't recall that specific one. You'd probably have to open it up, give me the passages and verses, let me look it over in order to review it. As you know, the Bible has like 70 to 80 authors, depending on if you believe in the Apocrypha. I can't remember every single passage. I wish I could. It would be photographic memory. Well, I mean, I've just started going over the Bible again this year, and I mean, that's one of the things that really sticks out in my mind. I mean, I'm sure I can, I could, I could search right now and bring up the the actual Bible verses, but yeah, God, you know, if, if uh, that did if happen in the Bible, huh? Okay, I have it here. Le- Le- Leviticus ten to twelve: God burns Aaron's sons to death for offering quote strange fire. Burns him to death for strange fire. Yeah, strange fire. I don't really. I don't think I know what strange fire is. Fire just seems to burn, as far as I know. Okay, fire is very peculiar. In in the the Bible, do realize you guys do realize I'm not a priest. I'm not like some guru like Kent Hovind claims to be. I'm just some uh, typical asshole on the internet. You guys realize that, right? Well, no, I understand that, but I mean, you asked me a lot of questions that were out of my realm of expertise, and so I feel like the asking a Christian about the Bible and the morality contained within it is not really all that far outside of. Well, like, I refer to myself as a theist. I refer to myself as a theist, but there's a, a lot of things in the Bible as well as the Quran and. Uh, Judaism that I go with. There's also some tenets of different religions that I also uh, am in. That's the point of theism. Okay, so do you think that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and absolved humanity of its sins? Sure. I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, it's not as controversial as spontaneous generation. I mean, if you believe in spontaneous generation, you believe the entire, every life form that ever exists came to life from non-life. So why would it be difficult to think uh, Jesus could do it? So, so wait a second. You you think that a, a Jew that was crucified, supposedly crucified, died, rose three days later, and absolved the sins of all of humanity is not a controversial topic? I mean, I would agree on my side of it. It's not controversial because that's ridiculous to even sort out. Like, like it, to even it, like that, we know that didn't happen. Okay, I, I would go as far as to say that we know that that didn't happen. 
Well, that, that, that makes you a Christian. By, the, like, by definition, guys, that makes you a Christian. Okay. Well, I, I don't like to label myself Christian because I'm not deserving of the label. Can you guys give me a, a moment real quick? I've been drinking a lot of coffee, and it's starting to give me a French vanilla situation. You know what I mean? Can you give me one moment? <laughs> sure, Brett. Sure. All right, I'll be right back. Be right back, guys. Um, it, all right. Um, that with the, the the labels thing though, um, that by definition would make him a Christian. I mean, if you believe that Jesus arose from the dead, that's literally the requirement to well, be uh, a no, Christian. No, I don't think so. Now you can believe Satan would. They would argue Satan believes that doesn't make Satan a Christian, right? Just because you believe that happened doesn't mean you're actually a follower of Christ. And, and the, the most Christians I would know would, would advocate the position that to be a Christian you have to not only accept certain things like the oh, divinity of Christ, so Christ, but actually follow the teachings of Christ as well. That's that's, that's a, the narrative that's, that's that, exactly that, that I've that doing. That's so ludicrous. If you believe that Jesus rose from the dead people, and people and still believe absolved... in spontaneous generation. But what I'm saying well, is, though, well, if you believe that, that Jesus died and rose again, you obviously are looking to believe in that person because you think that they rose from the dead. So that makes you a Christian. That's a well, Christian. No, well, again, I technically, I, I technically said that, you know, died, rose three days later and absolved humanity of sins, of, of right. their sins. So, I mean, that kind of insinuates an adherence to, like, Jesus and his teachings, at least, because part of Jesus's teachings is that he he is like a part of God, and at least he has the ability to absolve sins and everything. Like it, it, right. it kind of denotes an appearance to the theology. What what yeah. what he's doing doing is something similar to what uh, somebody named Seamus used to do in the community. Um, have all the beliefs and all the positions of a Christian, but not take the label. Therefore, they don't feel like they have to actually divide any kind of defense for the position because they can just say, "Well, I'm not a Christian. I'm I have all the same beliefs, but I'm not a Christian. I don't take the label That's because I'm not worthy enough." This is the same tactic I've seen other people use. Trust me. And by the way, spontaneous generation is not the same thing as a biogenesis. Spontaneous generation was disproved. Well, by Louis Pasteur, and that was basically the belief that things came into existence as well-formed, not just life from non-life, and he's conflating the two. Well, yeah, yeah, I would, I mean, I was, I was trying to figure out what he was actually asking me, and like, him saying spontaneous generation, and it being scientific and everything, I don't know, he's just, uh, I, 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 that's why I was a little confused at first, I'm like, what is he trying to ask me? Oh, he's trying to ask me like s- stuff just popping into existence, right? And, and well, then, he, that, then he brought that's up what it means. Yes. That's not what he was asking, right? I, I get a feeling that there, like, there, there's some point to like to me. They, they seem very pointed questions. Like they're 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 like they're leading somewhere. I don't know if they are. Um, I don't I don't know if there's a an end game um, there. When it gets back, we're gonna just we're gonna kind of wrap up and um, get any last minute you know, thoughts out, but um. I, uh, I I think that I mean I don't know if you if you can hear me now, Brett. If you can, um, this is what I, I want to say ultimately, though. I, listening to the questions and the back and forth, I get more confused on like where your beliefs are rooted and and what you actually adhere to uh, than going the other way. I I, I don't think that uh, I think that you're you're picking whatever feels good to you and um, and going with that, which I mean. That's well within your right to do, but I, I don't think that you can you can come at atheists w- with, you know, God questions when, 
your foundation is, is so all over the place. I mean, you're, you're just picking and choosing from uh, it's it's like an a la carte religion, I think. And so, I mean, I think that you should get yourself rooted before you go and try to, to tell other people you know, why they shouldn't believe something that they believe. Just my opinion. I think he's still peeing. Which probably we all should have done. I had a lot of coffee this morning. I woke up really early and went out for coffee and feeling the effects. Well, I mean, these, um, I mean, these questions are, uh, I feel like they're, they're fairly different than the ones that he actually asked. Like yeah. in, in this video towards me. Yeah. Well, these have been questions that um, I've asked for years, years, same questions. There's are nothing we new on I, like I, I thought that it would, I, I thought this would be more of a, um, like, um, I, I didn't know it would go into a, just a, 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 ask the question and then cut off and not have any kind of like back and forth or, um, interaction with that. You know, he was very accepting of the answers that you were, you were giving him and it was turning in like, a, you know, like a, more like an interview than, um, than anything. I don't know. I just, to me, well, I, I wish the, I, could, I could have gotten more from Brett on, on, his end and why he's going in the direction that he's going. Right. I mean, I kind of felt like the, the premise of the stream was kind of inquisitiony. I mean, it felt like I was just being sat down and told to answer questions for yeah. his amusement. Get my headphones on. Did, did, did everything come out? Okay. In the end? No, it was horrific. Um, oh, all right. So I appreciate your patience, to, guys. Just to recap, Brett, hey, um, nature so calls. Got to answer that phone. We can kind of uh, <laughs> we can kind of get to a um a, like a, a all on the same page. Um, to me, I would have liked to have seen uh, like some more interaction between you and um and GE. Like it, to me, it seems it seems more like a um like like G said, like an inquisition where you you weren't going to kind of either tell him what you felt about the, the questions that you were asking or, or going in a pointed direction so that it was kind of like a conversation so that we could suss out what you actually believed and what, you know, what you were thinking in those situations. And so it, it like, it would be good to kind of open that up a little bit um, on the, you know, the, the, yes. the next time that you do these. I, I completely appreciate what you're pointing out. Uh, I do um, I do believe, though, the way you represented what we were going to do was, I mean, even in the title, Brett Keen's going to ask questions. Um, I'm more than happy to answer to the best sure, of my yeah. ability. But that's the way sure. it was I, represented. I, I, I yeah. But, like, but, like, but to me, part, like, this is just me to be honest, Brett. Um, like, when you... Like if I have questions for like let's say Steve, if I'm going to ask Steve some questions about some because me and Steve don't agree on anything, so I could go you know be like Oops. Steve, we agree. Why don't boobs. colors exist? Why don't colors exist? Why you know why is doubt a virtue? And see that would spark a a back and forth between the two of us. You know what I mean? Like when when I say the the, the asking questions. No, I didn't lay out that, you know, okay, you're going to ask this question and then he's going to say his answer and then you're going to, you know, go back and forth with that. It's supposed to open up a dialogue because otherwise you're not getting anything. You're not getting anything out of it. You're just listening to someone's answer and not trying to get to the truth of the, you know, what the issue is. You know, you're just accepting well, somebody's. I, I, 
when when I came in, I had watched a few of you guys' videos, and uh, I noticed that you guys all express your opinions and views, and obviously you guys don't. It's not like the Borg here. You guys got all your own different ideas on how you see things. So I figured that would be uh, that would be what would happen. I ask a question. You guys talk about your view on it, and then it goes to the next guy, the next guy. That's what I'm used to on a podcast kind of thing. So I apologize if I uh, perceive this incorrectly. Well, I mean, it's it's nobody's fault. I, 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 to me, like I, I just think that there could have been a um, – a, a much more meaningful conversation if we had focused on like um, I, what, what we're all trying to wonder, I'll just put it out there. What we're all wondering is where were the direction of the questions going? Because it's, they seemed like they were pointed in a certain way. Like what were you, what are you going to take away from this, this, this talk with GE? Well, I, I personally am really happy that you guys invited me. I've uh, enjoyed being able to have this conversation with you guys. And I feel like I've learned about uh, where you're coming from and uh, your understanding of uh, the universe and life and all that. And um, as I said in my video, uh, whenever I was uh, telling people, hey, this is where I'm going to be, and I kind of uh, plugged your video and all that, I, uh, I said, I'm open to learn something, and I'm open-minded. Uh, if my views can be changed on something, I, I welcome it. You did hear all that in my video, right? I, I haven't actually seen that one. Do you, from today? Okay. It's the video where I said I'm going to be on the non-sequitur show and all that. It's it's Well, it's, it's right before the Amazing Atheist interview and the Paul Zego interview that I did. I don't well, see, I, I, the only I, one that I've seen is I, um, I, the one where you announced it that um, yesterday or something like that. But um, G, yeah, yesterday. Well, I mean, I was just going to say that, like, I normally on this particular channel when we have these kind of discussions, it's not just a, like, it's not just a sit down and you ask like one question right after another and you don't challenge the person on it. Like normally, it's you ask a question and then like that's kind of a topic you talk about for a little bit and it's fine to bring up other questions, but I guess I was just expecting more of a conversation rather than like an interrogation. Oh, I, I, I apologize I that, if you perceived it as such. Go ahead. Sorry. Brett, I, I think, I think the, uh, the, the pink elephant with a big dick in the room is more of along the lines is how much of a takeaway do you get from any of these answers? These, these are not the first time you've ever answered, asked these questions. These questions you've asked for a very long time. You've gotten very similar answers and in some cases, very technical answers from people that are very astute that are experts in these particular fields. I, I, when you ask the same questions in, in a way that it seems to be a little honestly disingenuous, when the answers have already been given to you, what are you trying to learn? If people have already explained it to you, and explain in a way that you're going to hopefully understand, you're not at that point really learning anything, are you? Because you've already had the answers given to you. Well, I'm always learning because if you see some of my live hangouts and all that, I've had atheists answer in all kinds of different ways, like especially with the would you pray for a dying person. I talked to a guy called Will Kincaid, who's a friend of TJ. He came in and he said that he would totally do it um, because he believes that he'd bring comfort to somebody in their last moments. But then Godless Engineer over here, he said that he felt like it would be, he, he feels like it would be a uh, an, an empty gesture. 
see, that's two different answers there. I've learned yeah, that, a, a, a view question, from each other. Yeah, I, right. I grant, but those, I, but those are not the scientific ones that, that you have gotten answers to. I um, I ultimately wanted to say um that we about probably eleven months ago, um, you and I actually did an interview together, and um, after that interview was over, I got a. Uh, a long text message from you the next day. Um, it, a bunch of stuff about gay people, and then you put an article on your website about how gay people were akin to bestiality and um, just very disparaging things. And I remember sending you a message that day. Um, you probably don't remember because if I think if you remember, you wouldn't have come on here. But I um, I told you a year ago that there would come a day where I would be in the same hangout with you and I would be able to tell you to fuck off and remind you what a piece of shit you are. And so today is that day. I haven't forgotten a year ago when you said all those disparaging things. I'm not going to forget. And it was a pleasure for me to sit through your bullshit to be able to tell you to fuck off Brett King. All right. Well, which see you. Okay. Um, so that was a uh, uh, that was a, just I needed to I needed to do that. Um, Steve and I have uh, Steve. How long have I have I told you that um, I would be waiting for this day? Almost a year. Actually, probably yeah. even <laughs> so. Um, I I read those things that morning. We we had a, a decent conversation the night before. Um, it came out of nowhere, and he just started saying all of this stuff about gay people and bestiality or whatever. And so I, I sent him a message. I said, there will come a day where I will be in a room with you, and I will tell you to fuck off. And I waited a year, and I got my day, Brett. So fuck you. And, and the, funniest thing is, the funniest thing is this. Um, before we went on air, Brett was saying that he was it was nice to meet both of us. Brett has no idea how far back I go with him. He doesn't recognize me because I've changed so much, but we have had multiple discussions with Brett. I have answered every question that he had asked John, every single question. And BK eventually had blocked me, but we have hang, hung out together multiple times, both in his rooms and in other rooms with sugar and Annabelle and a whole bunch of other people in the live chat right now. that have all remember these days. And yet he, for some reason, either a doesn't remember any of this, or B doesn't care to remember it. And this is when I brought this up as why are you asking the same questions you always ask? Because he's had answers to these questions. I have obliterated him on these very questions. And he, and he still asked them. And to me, that that's a sign of duplicity because he's not asking for honest sincerity. And the answers now granted, some of them are very fair questions. I think the questions about praying, that's a fair question because it does change from person to person. You know, GE may, may have feel one way. I might feel another way. Those are just positions. So what? Those are opinions. No right or wrong answer, I don't think. However, when there are scientific questions, like he was asking him about the shrew question, he was asking about spontaneous generation, those have actual uh, answers. When you're talking about the Big Bang, which he still doesn't really kind of comprehend, um, he's talking about hawking and, and outside time. And, and by the way, cause and effect, not a real physical law. That's Aristotelian thinking. It's outdated. It's antiquated. We, we, we normally don't think that way anymore because in quantum, it doesn't work that way. But this is when I have to ask, you know, is he really seeking knowledge? Is, is he seeking answers? No, no, not by any stretch of imagination. No. And BK, well, I hope you're still watching this because I don't know how you forgot me, dude. 
I'm kind of you know, a little bothered by that because I've ribbed you a shred numerous times. I've shredded you. Ahead, well, Gene. yeah, I mean, I pointed this out earlier in it. I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I, I said that, like, I don't think that you're really looking to learn anything from any of these questions. And I remember questioning, like, I don't see the point in any of these questions because you're not here to learn about anything. Like, you're, you're not open no, they're all to your questions. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're all got your questions. They're all most of his questions. Again, I have to be I have to be fair. Some of his questions are legit questions. I don't have a problem with the prayer question and maybe one, two others. But all the other ones are equivocation. They're complex called complex question fallacies. Um, they're they're le- misleading um, or leading one or the other. Um, but yeah, they're prayer not. Question doesn't really lead to anything though. Like it does. No, the but it's a fair question, question to ask though. It's a hypothetical. I have no sure, problem with hypothetical. Ask, it, but it doesn't, what, it doesn't get to the, to the heart of what somebody believes because me, if you ask me that question, I'm an anti-theist. And if, if somebody was dying in front of me and asked me to pray for him, I would, I would pray with them. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't mean anything about what my beliefs are right. because I would do that to make somebody feel comfortable. It's not about well, the religion yeah. in that, in that case, it's about the person's feelings. I, I yeah, so I don't what, get anything out of the question. What do you either, do with that? I found his questions to be completely vacuous. Like, there's no context given whatsoever. It's just like a random. It's like, it, like, like you were saying, it's not conversational. It's just, it's, it's a way for him to control the situation. I think. Yeah, Godless Engineer. I thought that you would, you would have a better, um, a better chat with him. I, I hate, I hate to do that, um, to do that to you. But I, I at least thought that he would ask questions and it would go some direction not just a oh, okay you ready for your next question <laughs> well yeah, yeah well, i mean i think that's, I, more time on. Hold on. Oh, I think that's that's one thing that really tripped me up in the conversation in general because i was expecting his questions to lead somewhere like i was i was trying to figure out okay well he's asking me this question what is his real question that he's like it felt like he was tap dancing around what he pointedly wanted to ask and it i don't know it just right. it felt it, it just felt odd. So I, I think well, there was a couple times. Huh? Do you remember the question he asked you about the shrew? It seems to be a little out left out of left field. Oh yeah. It was that, that was a question he had asked me a long time ago as well, because it, it deals with a common ancestry that goes back about 55 million years. And um, he's like, well, you believe you're descended from the shrew. And that's not what the, the story read. The story was actually talking about a common ancestor, but it's not a direct line of a descent, and he doesn't understand the difference between the two, just like he doesn't understand things like monophyletic and paraphyletic clades and groups like fish. This is why he's asked this question as well. Are you a fish? Well, again, depends on what you you, you wanted to find fish as a group. Then, then yeah, monophyletically, we are a fish. But fish the generally exclude tetrapods. So, no, we're not a fish in that regard. Putting a pill in a cup and getting rid of GE's. Uh, that that example of putting a pill in a in someone's drink is that a legal thing? And not grasping that the consent is the the linchpin there. It's just yeah, criminality has to do with intent, and criminality has a lot of factors involved with it. This is why we differentiate between murder and justifiable homicide. Right? There's a difference. But if somebody does something to you without your consent, if somebody does something to you without your consent, that is assault. That's the difference between consensual sex and rape. Right? They're the same act in some ways, right, physically speaking, but it has to do with consent. And if you're drugged, if somebody gives you a drug of any kind, has nothing to do with what it does to you biologically, if they give you something without your consent, that is assault and battery. So 
he just he he asked if, if you could have sex with a dead body that's all you need to know um so let me i'm gonna pull up super chance <laughs> well again you look quick. at well, you know and, as, I, as i put it in the live chat society has determined that necrophilia is in a moral act right in of itself probably not right i mean it, it's Sure, there's nothing ubiquitous in the in the universe that, that says everywhere uh, if you have sex with a dead body, it's somehow uh, intrinsically immoral. No, I think it's a cultural thing. Um, and as a society, we've deemed it culturally inappropriate. What's wrong with that? It has nothing to do with atheism or theism. It's just we've learned because it it can lead to bad things. I mean, you, you, uh, you we, we don't do it, right? It's just considered to be culturally inappropriate. Do you, you have any well, last-minute um <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I, like when, when he was asking me that, like I didn't I, I should have I feel like I should have been a bit more pointed at like the whole fact that it was violating consent and everything like that. Instead, I pointed out like, well, you know, if I punched you in the face, would would that be criminal? It's like, of course, that'd be criminal, uh, you know, kind of thing. And so, I mean, yeah, I felt right. like I could have been <laughs> direct, you know, in answering no, it, that particular it wasn't a serious question though, dude. Like you, you answered it exactly. You answered it with the seriousness that the question was asked in. Like anybody with a, a thinking brain knows that there's a huge difference between those two things. So like it, for you to have to sit there and, and, and force feed it to him to make it seem like it's, uh, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. You answered it exactly the way that he deserved to get, um, it answered. So. I think you did. Yeah, I, I didn't see yeah. any questions you got wrong or bad or anything like that. I mean, it's hard to answer duplicitous questions honestly to the best of your ability. You you did well, but you really can't you can't answer it in any way that's going to satisfy him, dude. I'm just telling you because he's asked these questions numerous times to numerous people over the years, and he's not really looking for honest answers because if he did, he wouldn't conflate things like spontaneous generation and abiogenesis, right? I mean, he should right. know the difference by now. You would think, right? I mean, let's be realistic. That's kind of yeah, basic. Well, Okay. Yeah, and I mean, he was playing that equivocation game the entire time. Uh, you know, he was he was equating two things that aren't aren't equal, and he's trying. He was trying to convolute the the conversation. So, I, I mean, yeah. it is it is kind of hard to answer those questions. And I know I, I just I just saw like reactions in the chat. It's like, would he just answer the question and all that? And it's just like, well, I mean, it, he's not he's asking questions, but they're not so simple answers. So I'm trying to answer it honestly, and it's just well, uh, some, it was, it was something, something I noted. Is, yeah, something I noticed in the live chat. I think it was Ozzy that said something along the lines of, you know, Brett has gotten these concepts confused for ages, especially philosophical contexts, um, objectives, direct, all that stuff. He's got this just completely wrong for a very, very long time. Even though I know for a fact many people have explained it to him. So, I mean, we one could either say there's just an epistemic dysfunction there that he's not understanding and and somehow. Beyond his ability to, well, he's just not honest. And I'm going with the combination of both, to be honest he's with you. Honest. But it's definitely more the latter. Yeah, definitely, All definitely right, the let's latter. Get these is factor out of the way, real quick. Um, Dan Paladino says, That must have felt good, Kyle. Glad you had your day, by the way. Uh, email me a couple possible open days. I will, Dan. Um, Dan, we're going to get you on the show. I'll send that to you as soon as we close out from here. Uh, Annabelle P says, I'm so pleased he got exactly what he deserved. Uh, Bram S. L I one. Um, I'm your hero. Nicely done. You need a better selection of heroes, Bram. Um, I just kicked a manatee off of a live stream that hardly makes me a, <laughs> uh, a hero. Um, yeah, you know, just I was, that uh, <laughs> Go ahead. 
I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see Brett Keane laying prone as he always does in every single fucking video. Well, um, just to let you know, I prepared a special thumbnail for this occasion. I just didn't put it up because I didn't want to um, play my hand before. Um, before, but I told you, I've been waiting to do that for a very long time. Oh, he made me so mad a year ago. Just the shit he was saying, it made me so mad. I waited patiently, though. Well, um, vegan. He, he actually what? did make a blog. He actually wrote a blog, um, and he didn't name you in the particular blog, which I thought was pretty shitty because it was basically clearly talking about you. Um, and it was basically relating, you know, homosexuality to pedophilia and all this other stuff. And yet he he came on here and basically had a completely different story. And I'm just like, he, he, well, it's bullshit. This is not more than that. Like, that you, like, said. I, you can go back a year ago yeah. and probably read it, but he was, um, I had told him cause we had a conversation. I was interviewing him. So I told him why, why I left the faith and opened up and why, you know, um, why I left. And he used that against me in that article by saying that, um, Oh, I, I couldn't own up to the truth of who I was. And, um, I was, uh, more happy being, uh, more so, a, a, a somebody who practices bestiality. Um, and I just remember, mm -hmm. I was like, I will, yep. my day with you will come. And today was my day. So yeah, I do feel good. Um, Lysandrine says, if this guy can be on a show, then there's still hope for me. I don't think I can match the face palminess entertainment of this guy though. I may be too rational for that, so perhaps there really isn't much hope after all. That's true. Um, Ver Versintrix evolution, something from nutting. That's that's very um, <laughs> it was a very simplified way of putting it, but true. Um, Rene Calusia, there's no burrows penetrating other burrows. Jim Majors, how could oh hey Jim, how are you Jim? Are you still in the live chat? Hey Jim. Um, how convenient is it that your interpretation of your religion parallels your personal morals? Uh, Vinox says, as someone who was there, I want to thank you, Brett, for providing my friend and I with some of the greatest entertainment of our lives, you individual. Um, he's obviously not gotten over the uh, the drunken peasants and um, that whole thing because that, that one podcast has caused him to think that, all podcasts are pedophiles and um, and whatever else. So that's still a little touchy subject, apparently. Um, Mark Beezer says, we know that we, we know what just went to number one on Kyle's list of costume ideas for next. Hi, my name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're having a blessed day. Can you tell me what your favorite band and song of all time is? I run a radio station and I love all genres. I'm just looking for some ideas for my radio station, and I may end up playing your favorite band and song. Please tell me. You can listen to my radio station on Spotify. You can also subscribe to my videos and watch me live, as well as live streams in high definition. You can also call my radio station anytime and request music, initiate a conversation, talk to me, start a topic, anything goes. Thank you, and rock on. My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. Did you know that atheist Joseph Stalin 
killed between 60 and 80 million people. If you were to look at the math and the statistics, you would find that he killed more people than all of the religions combined over the years. That includes Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and even paganism. One single atheist dictator killed more than all of the religions combined. If you subscribe to my channel, I will not only show you what this one atheist did, but I'll be more than happy to educate you on the many atheists who had political power who almost destroyed our world. My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description.